green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, March 28th. This week's theme, Finding Hope in Our Lives of Pain and Problems. Today's scripture reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23-33 through 33 from the Message Translation, which reads, I've worked much harder, been jailed more often, beaten up more times than I can count, and at death's door time after time. I've been flogged five times with the Jews' 39 lashes, beaten by Roman rods three times, pummeled with rocks once. I've been shipwrecked three times and immersed in the open sea for a day and a, and a night. In hard traveling, year in and year out, I've, I've had to ford rivers, fend off robbers, struggle with friends, struggle with foes. I've been at risk in the city, at risk in the country, endangered by desert sun and sea storm, and betrayed by those I thought were my brothers. I've known drudgery and hard labor, many a long and lonely night without sleep, many a missed meal, blasted by the cold, naked to the weather. And that's not the half of it when you throw in all the daily pressures and anxieties of all the churches. When someone gets to the end of his rope, I feel the desperation in my bones. When someone is duped into sin, an angry fire burns in my gut. If I have to brag about myself, I'll brag about the humiliations that make me like Jesus. The eternal and blessed God and Father of our Master Jesus knows I'm not lying. Remember the time I was in Damascus and the governor of King Aretas posted guards at the city gates to arrest me? I crawled through a window in the wall and was let down in a basket and had to run for my life. So we've moved from the world out there of angst and despair to the morass of broken relationships, both of which we can perhaps at least occasionally escape. It's said that Susanna Wesley with her 19 children would escape from the constant clatter and chatter and chaos of it all by simply pulling her apron over her head, her children knowing this was a signal to back off because she was in her sanctuary and unavailable for a few moments. This is most definitely a key survival skill. We need to know how to take a break. But when we enter the much closer and more clingy world of our inner turmoil and chaos, fed by personal problems, challenges, and circumstances that can be unremitting in their pace and intensity, combined with our ever-present foibles, follies, and failings, well, let's just say it's going to take more than an apron to escape such inner heaviness. And so the question how do we find hope in the midst of our lives of pain and problems? Okay, and so the question, how do we find hope in the midst of our lives of pain and problems? Too often it seems I find myself sitting with those who are faced by sustained, wearying loads of either intermittent or non-remittent pain. The pain just won't leave. 
They've gone forward for the umpteenth time, that last comment up there about their personal lack of faith only increasing the burden. And the skin of their soul has literally pruned in soaking prayer. And still, the pain looms and lingers. Reminds me of another old commercial, this time for Whisk. Yes, I watched far too much television growing up, which may explain a few things. Those dirty rings. You try rubbing them out, soaking them out, and you can still come out with ring around the collar. Uh, but then, of course, whisk around the collar beats ring around the collar every time. Oh, for some industrial strength whisk, which is perhaps what we assume Jesus will be for us as we selectively apply him to this or that area. Or perhaps the next Sunday service or prayer meeting will do that. But after the commercial has aired and the service is over, we're still like Lady Macbeth exclaiming, Out, damned spot! I wasn't originally planning on starting this week with this both timeless and timely excerpt from 2 Corinthians that could be dubbed the perils of Paul. But there it was as I sat down to compose. Perils here, perils there, perils everywhere. Troubles without, fears and worries within, from which Paul would love to escape by being lowered in a basket through the nearest wall, if that would do the trick. But they clung to him. They followed him. Still, it's something of a spoiler text. First of all, Paul delivers it with a sarcastic grin as he trots out all the peril and pain as if it were the top referrals on his resume as he tried to compete with religious showman wannabes. And second, because he's learned over time how to turn all the pain inside out, not by exorcising it, but rather choosing to be exorcised by it, in it, through it which he spells out in what I give to you as a follow-up reading, rather than merely regurgitating his painful resume. You'll find it in 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10, as he picks up talking about his much-debated thorn in the flesh, which, by the way, you need to imagine not as an annoying splinter, but as an impaling spike, causing him excruciating pain and humiliation. He knew what this was, and they probably knew what it was. We're left with feeble guesses. Listen carefully. Again, no doubt, we tend to know this passage. So let's hear it carefully. Listen to the divine interaction that takes place over this thorn and Paul's resulting conclusion. Let yourself feel its application in your own life. Paul writes, Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he did, in fact, was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift and begged God to remove it. Three times I did that. And then he told me, My grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. 
Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. So on a scale of like zero to 10, what's your pain level today? in your body, in your soul, in your immediate circumstances. How are you dealing with this pain? How fully can you identify with Paul's resume of pain and peril? How fully can you identify with his thorn in the flesh, his stake that was impaling him, as Peterson calls it, his handicap? How fully can you identify with his practical conclusion in light of that thorn and all that pain? As I sink into despair, my spirit ebbing away, you know how I'm feeling. Know the danger I'm in, the traps hidden in my path. Look right, look left. There's not a soul who cares what happens. I'm up against the wall with no exit. It's just me, all alone. I cry out, God, call out, You're my last chance, my only hope for life. Okay, and that's from one of the Psalms. Honestly, don't remember at this point which one it's from. Lord, you are my only hope for life. Lead me into that hope in you that will sustain me in the midst of pain and peril that just won't quit. Remind me that you are my helper that you will never leave me or forsake me so that I with confidence can say this day, even as I look for the nearest basket in which to be lowered through the foreboding wall of this moment, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Through your spirit in, upon, and through us. Now may the God of peace soon crush Satan under your feet the grace and hope of our Lord Jesus be with you. Amen.